Jamie with Pasta Dust Downloads! Woo! We're having a party! Yeah! And Look at those interns! Ladies and gentlemen, I can't hear him. Uh, what's good? Wait, Ian, Ian, sorry, 10,000 downloads. That's like what? 10,000 downloads. Look, I've written the number up on the board there. It's definitely got some number of zeros after the one. That's, that's a lot of zeros. Z that, that's the number. Of is that a phone number? or oh, That's confusing. Anyway, that is. That might be amazing. a phone number. I don't know. So, 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 what's going on around here? Well, there's, there's dips over there. Uh, I've got beer uh, i'm making cocktails and uh, the interns are singing karaoke in the studio so you've got yeah, beer and think... you're making cocktails this is good this is good ian ian do you want to tell yeah i'm, I'm two two handing it so like beer one hand cocktail and the other if yeah. we don't tell them we can just have some cocktails they'll be fine jamie oh, i want to have cocktails but also there's been news and we need to do the news because we need to do the podcast what is it podcast day it's recording time mate Ugh. Ugh. Sorry okay. to be the fun police, but, you know, we need to get this going. I'll go and kick the interns out of the studio, I guess. And Can, can I bring my beer with me? I mean, sure, if you bring me one. Cool. Awesome. Let's deal. Let's do it. Just a little personal PSA here. Uh, we are all responsible adults and responsible idiots. Please don't drink unless you are of a legally required drinking age in your country of origin. And then turns out the studio, let's, let's sit down and, and get this show on the road. Hello there. My name is Jamie Adams. I'm joined by Ian Chandler. Hello. And we're also joined by Ian McAllister. Hello there. And this is Brainwaves episode 58, bringing you the best in board game and tabletop gaming news. These are the headlines for the week of the 12th of October, 2020. Origins announces award winners. Wizards of the Coast shambles towards controversy. And Scottish stores hit by COVID restrictions. All this and more on this episode of Brainwaves. And it's me first again. Just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. I've had to dust off the Homburg of awards one last time, I hope. I say this one last time. Who knows now? I'm just going to leave it. No one believes you anymore. You keep saying one last time. But I don't even believe myself anymore. It's Spiel next weekend, Jamie. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Well then, yeah, this is going to get a nice wee, wee spot next to my mic stand. Right, the Origins Game Fair is held annually in Columbus, Ohio. Now this year, of course, with it being coronavirus global pandemic, um, that hasn't happened. And uh, we reported on some controversy surrounding the Origins nominations uh, several casts ago. Hello everyone, this is Ian from the Editing Suite. We actually got that a little wrong there. We did not report on a controversy surrounding the awards, but surrounding origins online itself and a mass walkout of attendees you can listen to that report back in episode 51 now the game fair itself is organized by the academy of adventure gaming arts and design now the setbacks have not stopped the origins awards being announced now these are these are a series of awards filtered by a jury from nominations and then voted on by the academy itself all the awards are for games released in the previous calendar year and the categories I mean, you know, they're they're what we kind of expect now from awards. You know how it goes. Top spot, best board game this year was Tiny Towns by AEG. Now they cleaned up quite well this year. They also won uh, best card game with Point Salad. Now the Academy also takes the opportunity to induct designers, 
games and product into its Hall of Fame. This year, choosing the prolific designer Reinhold Wittig, Wolfgang Kramer, the game Yahtzee, not the British video game critic, and the website and love-hate relationship of this podcast, Board Game Geek, into those hallowed halls. In addition, Wolfgang Varsch, designer of games such as Quacks of Quedlinburg and The Mind, was given the Rising Star Award, an accolade intended to bring attention to upcoming designers who show promise. I'm just going to say, show promise, Wolfgang Varsch is doing gangbusters on his promise. It's hard to disagree with that, really. I mean, it's it's an interesting set of awards, this, because it doesn't look like the rest of the awards we've talked about this year, because it's primarily focused on games from last year. I'd say there's like a there's a lack of sort of representation across these awards. Like, like Elizabeth Hargrave's Wingspan was out last year, and that swept huge numbers of awards. There's just it's all a bit sort of white guys really in these sets of awards. Yeah, seeing two German designers, Yahtzee and Board Game Geek. I mean, those that could literally be 15 years ago. Yeah, it would be the same. It does seem a little odd that to like. Have finally inducted. I, I would imagine like Board Game Geek had already been inducted into those in, into these awards, but apparently not. It's just it's a little odd. I mean, it's an interesting set of awards to look at, certainly because it does feel a little throwbackish, and I'm not quite sure why that is exactly. Now, before anyone else says, uh, Point Salad was designed by or co-designed by Molly Johnson. Ah, great. It's it's worth noting that, but it's. It's almost the fact to have to go, by the way, there has actually been somebody, a woman who's nominated. (laughs) That's kind of the problem itself. Yeah. And yeah, like we've spoken about on previous awards, it's good to use these kind of things to lift up other designers. And although Wolfgang Warsh is a completely deserving nominee for the Rising Star Award, it'd be good to see a more sort of diverse set of um, nominees for this particular set of awards, especially since Origins are so well regarded. So yeah, maybe they'll get around to that next year. Hope so. The Homburg of News is off. Ho- not Homburg of News, Homburg of Awards. Ian, <laughs> Ian, while, while, I, while, I, go, while I get slightly um, brain dead here, uh, I believe you've got something about uh, The Walking Dead. Yes, indeed. So Wizards of the Coast are making a Magic the Gathering Walking Dead crossover. They have recently announced that a secret layer set that is going to be a crossover with the TV series The Walking Dead It'll be a limited run set, available for a very short period of time. Now, Magic has done crossovers before, but they are usually sort of silver-bordered cards with only featuring unique art, not mechanisms. This particular set, however, is going to be black-bordered, and that will mean it's going to be legal in the Eternal format. Now, what that means to those of us who don't know about Magic Gathering, which includes myself, really, Me. this format basically allows decks to be made from every card that has ever been printed for a Magic Gathering, as long as it does not have a silver border. So it's available in that format. Fans aren't happy about this, as it's a limited-run set, and they don't like the idea of the Walking Dead universe spilling into the Magic Gathering lore. On the Wizards' official Twitch channel, product architect Mark Hegan said, The world is kind of magic-adjacent, it's a world full of zombies and combat, and it wasn't a stretch for us to imagine, oh, what would a card look like in this world? When asked why the cards were not silver-bordered to exclude them from the Eternal format, Hegan said, Silver-bordered sets are typically designed to be things that just do not work in black-bordered magic sets. With this Walking Dead set, it seemed very easy to make magic cards that did work well within the magic rules. 
These cards do come with a unique foil stamp indicating that they belong to a different canon than the rest of the Magic the Gathering universe. Uh, yeah, so there's been a bit of controversy about this. I I personally don't see the problem. I mean, Magic Gathering lore seems to come on quite a long way since I played it way, way back, like decades ago, I played a bit of Magic. And yeah, there was a bit of lore then, but that seems to come on leaps and bounds since then and seems to be a lot held in much more higher regard by the player base. But the lore has always struck me as an excuse to basically just print sets in different settings. Like there's an Egyptian theme set, there was a pirate one. You know, these sets, the, the lore is an excuse to print different themed sets basically yes ian but also am i missing something there as as far as i can tell there is still keeping this general overarching idea of this you know pseudo fantastical idea you know you have pirates you have egyptian but it is there's still Hmm. fantastical elements within that yeah whereas walking dead is a bit more i'm gonna say down to earth and i hope people understand what i mean by that yeah, it's. It, it, I mean, it is. It the comic books were quite gritty. That I haven't seen much of the series, only a couple of episodes. But yeah, it's got that fairly sort of gritty modern TV kind of look to it. So yeah, it it, it is a different kind of thing. But in the end, it's more magic cards. It's more content for your game. It's got guns in it as well. It's like yeah, that's true. At, not at not a lot point... of guns in Magic Gathering. <laughs> yeah, I play the AK forty seven. And of course, there's the uh, Ravnica crossover, so D and D and Magic: The Gathering are now connected as well. But that seemed to go down pretty well. That's because it's more options for Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons, which is good because a lot of criticism had been leveled at Wizards of the Coast for, I believe, I've seen one described as glacial pace of release. Really, I thought the pace of release was quite good, but that's a discussion topic for another time. I think all I'll say is I think it's kicked up a notch in recent uh, years, but it initially was very slow. Anyway, worth noting also that uh, the newest set, Commander Legends, has been pushed back for release to November the 20th, with pre-release hitting it around about the 13th of November. If you guys don't mind carrying on with the next piece, I've just got to go and sort something out in the basement. I'll, I'll, I just went off my phone. I'll, I'll be back in a second. I, I thought he said his mobile phone was off. Yeah, me too. I think he's off to make more cocktails. Of course he is. Of course he is. We'll have words with him after this. Yeah. Right. So... Yeah. Unfortunately, we have some bad news in general about our local situation. Scottish stores have been hit pretty badly. Current COVID restrictions in Scotland mean that we cannot meet up with people from other households. This, alongside a general downturn in people using retailers and shopping online, has had a serious impact on lots of stores in Scotland and across the wider UK scene. Local to us, our executive producers, the Lucky Sparrow Games Cafe, have announced they are shuttering for good. This follows announcements from West End Games and also in Glasgow that they are also shutting their physical store and going fully online. Red Dice Games in Edinburgh has reduced hours, and Knots and Coffee in Edinburgh has also shut down. Common Ground Games in Stirling is closing its games room for the next couple of weeks. This is all genuinely sad news. We are genuinely sad to see the Lucky Sparrow go. All kind of, you know, joking and sense on the side. I think I actually met you at the Lucky Sparrow Gaming Cafe when it opened, Ian. I think that's right, yeah. Um, West End Games is just around the corner from, or was, just around the corner from me and sadly I didn't use it as much as I should have. I used a bit of Knots and, when I lived in Edinburgh I used Knots and Coffees uh, a fair bit and it generally was quite a nice place. I would learn to play Twilight Struggle there. Um, sadly I didn't play Red, go to Red Dice Games mostly because it was much further away but it's never good to see you know, places like this shutting down. Yeah, that's the whole Glasgow scene. There's static games remaining. 
but and that's not really a cafe or it's it's just yeah. a, a retailer yep it's a genuinely a real shame we would urge our readers and listeners to support their local game stores as much as you possibly can during this these ongoing covid restrictions though your local rules may make that more or less difficult please stay safe and support local businesses as much as possible get in touch find out if they're doing online sales or gift vouchers or even deliveries that kind of thing yeah please look out for your local gaming stores because if you don't there's no you know i, I don't want to be mean but if they all disappear and we go, why didn't we do something? We had the opportunity to. Let's not be. Oh, I, I, you know, I wish I could have done that. Sorry. Right. I'll uh, stop being morose. Yeah. On with the news. What is happening? My, all the drinks falling out of my cocktail. Don't worry, don't worry. Shaking Hold on a second. Well, I'm I'm here and we're fine here. You're here. Right, one of us is not here and suddenly everything goes mad. Yup. Ian. What is Ian doing? Where is he? Right, come on. Come on. Let's go find him. I boarded this up months ago. Ian, what on earth is this? Oh, it, it, it's, it's, my, it's my latest experiment. Look at it. It's amazing, isn't it? It's it's so big. It's, it's finally working. It, the rumour mill. It is finally, finally operational. It looks like drinks bottles <laughs> and coffee cans stacked up. What? It looks like drinks bottles and coffee cans stuck together with super glue. There's a computer in it. Well, yeah, the okay. laptop. What, a machine that goes bing? Good, yeah. good. Right, okay, what, I guess that was you causing a localised earthquake. Well, yeah, I had to harness the power from the anomaly. Was that not right? I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine. Anyway, look, look, Battlestar Galactica is coming back, guys. Battlestar Galactica is coming back. What? Probably. Kind what? of. Sort of. Look, look, this rumour mill, okay, generates fantastic rumours, and apparently... Spotted on BGG, a user has said they've spoken to someone on the playtesting team for a new Arkham Horror-themed game that will re-implement the much-loved and much-missed Battlestar Galactica board game. Uh, the, ga- the rumoured game is entitled Arkham Horror Atlantica. Uh, it'll take some place some 10 to 20 years before the current sort of Arkham Files lines. A whole host of new characters are going to be introduced, and it's set on a ship travelling from Europe to the New England coast, and it's going to have all that Battlestar Galactica kind of mechanics in it, like our are the people around the table on your side? Well, in Battlestar Galactica, it was like, are they humans or are they Cylons? So presumably it's going to be, are they humans Secret, or are they cultists? Secret cultists, yeah. Secret cultists. Yep. Nice evening. That kind of thing. But yeah, it, it sounds like a pretty, a pretty strong rumour. It's the first thing my uh, my lovely machine here has uh, managed to produce. So uh, what do you think? <laughs> it's, it's good, isn't it? Um, my, my, okay, okay. As I call it, my first thought is, great, Battlestar Galactica's coming back. My second thought is, I would really like it if it was maybe not Arkham Horror, or not that I have anything against the Arkham Files. I, I just feel I, like I am Fancy Flight kinda is with absolutely you everything. Um, yeah. But I feel like Fancy Flight are really, really leaning really hard on that particular world. Probably because it's making them a buttload of money, which is I mean, yeah. understandable. Um, also, the third thing is, if they're re-implementing it, you know, it sounds like they're going to tighten up some aspects of uh, Battlestar Galactica. Now, I have only played Battlestar Galactica once, 
and I flipping loved it. So I'm going to keep an eye out on this. I mean, it's going to, yeah. Yes, the rumour world will bring you more excellent, delicious rumours. Tasty, tasty rumours. I've said before that I don't like semi-co-op games. But I feel like Battlestar Galactica had that semi-co-op element in it, and I didn't mind it. But yeah, maybe that was, was also good. maybe that was also part of the theme itself. I knew what I was kind of buying into. But but look, the, the, the machine is tired. It needs to rest. Let's get back to the studio and get on with the news, shall we? Good machine. Good good machine. Why are you feeling so friendly to that machine, Ian? Are you a toaster? He's talked to. He's a toaster. Ian sus. Ian very sus. Mr. Shatler, there's a, a bit of an update about HeroQuest. We reported on the return of the classic game HeroQuest last cast and debated about the use of crowdfunding by large companies alongside. The game is originally only going to be available in the US and Canada, not Quebec, but Hasbro have recently struck a deal with Zavi in the UK. This may be an act of genuine necromancy. You can pre-order <laughs> now with Zavi, but only for the Mythic Edition, clocking in at a mighty £150. That is genuinely more than Gloomhaven. Yeah, if you'd like a quest game that you'd really, really like to play, I can recommend Gloomhaven. Yeah, if you'd like a game that is not roll and move from the 80s, there's a dungeon if you, crawler. If you'd like, you like a bunch of other games that we'd recommend for a high price, you can check out our latest big budget games article on the website. The best thing about <laughs> tired and clapped out memes is the cynicism. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, speaking of spending lots of cash, Jamie. It seems we have a new challenger approaching to wrestle, or to at least attempt to wrestle, the grubby crown of crowdfunding board games out of Kickstarter's hands. GameFound, a board game pledge and crowdfund community management site, is moving into crowdfunding. The site itself is offering a wealth of comprehensive uh, management tools and interactive options, for example, automatically calculated and shown stretch goals for which creators currently use workaround solutions on, on other sites such as Kickstarter. Now, the first campaign draft is live right now, as of now. Several seem planned, and they say they will be able to evaluate and vet incoming campaigns in approximately uh, about four months' time. Now, this is always interesting to see another crowdfunding site kind of pop up, especially focused on games, to try and kind of, you know, tackle Mount Kickstarter. But GameFound does have this, not pedigree, but it's got a reputation already, and now it's building on it. Yeah, it's built up a bit of a, a reputation for being good with the pledge and cr community management side of things, which is really important to Kickstarters and Kickstarter creators. So it, it's it got a good foundation to challenge Kickstarter. And maybe that'll help with like making Kickstarter up their game and, and Patreon maybe as well. It depends exactly what side of the crowdfunding they go for, whether it's the big budget stuff or whether it's more sort of drip crowdfunding like Patreon does or a bit of both. It will, we'll have to wait and see exactly what models they go for over the time. But it sounds like they're approaching it cautiously. They're not. They're putting up a couple of ones just now, and then four months' time, they're going to be assessing new ones. So yeah, it sounds like they're taking it in baby steps. That's good. Uh, I'm sure they're going to sort of be testing it, testing the waters and seeing what's going on. Yeah, you kind of you'd, you'd hope so because it would be again a shame if you know it goes right. We're gonna we're gonna do great. We're gonna dethrone Kickstarter. And then it just kind of fizzles and dies. 
yeah, there's a few that have come along and not really done that. But yeah, they seem to be going along the right line. So we'll, we'll bring you more on that, listeners, as the story develops. Ian, from Breaking the Mold into Making the Mold, I believe you've got some news uh, come from Kickstarter. Indeed. So thanks very much to regular listener Rich Stokes for drawing attention to this one. Folklore, Fall of the Spire, fulfilled its Kickstarter to the tune of $609,000 against a $30,000 goal on April 19th, 2019. Game has started fulfilling, uh, but has run into a most unusual situation. As backers receive their copies, some start to say they had spotted moulds, small spots of mould growing on some parts of the box. As more and more games were delivered, many backers reported similar problems. Greenbrier Games Incorporated, who published the game, have recently updated the Kickstarter to address these issues. I'll provide a link for this in the show notes so you can read it for yourselves, but basically they are in the process of getting the games tested for cross-contamination, which may take a while due to labs being backed up with COVID testing. Shipping in the UK is currently on hold while the issue is investigated, but some copies of the game have already gone out. Greenbrier are currently instructing people to not open their copies on receipt, and we'd encourage all our listeners to follow those instructions and keep up to date by checking in on the Kickstarter updates and Facebook page for the game. Extremely unusual situation, this one. I don't think I've heard of anything like it before within board game Kickstarters. Uh, so something's obviously gone wrong at production or some kind of cross-contamination's happened somewhere along the lines in shipping or something. Uh, yeah, which has contaminated the box somehow. Presumably at the factory, if people are opening sealed boxes and finding mold inside, it must be at the factory side. But yeah. We'll, we'll bring you more on this as it as and when we hear anything. Thank you very much to Rich Stokes for sending us this news, and thank you very much to Ian Chandler for the link I did at the top of the story, because it's much better than the one you didn't hear. Or did hear if you uh, sign up for our Patreon podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ching! Uh, anyway, uh, Ian, I believe the world of digital games is turning their attention to the tabletop. As we've all been under various forms of lockdown, the world of digital games has been a panacea for some in difficult times. This has taken the form of tabletop simulations for some, and for others, digital implementations of tabletop games. Steam, the largest PC gaming site in the world, has taken note of the trend and is holding a digital tabletop games festival from October the 21st through 26th. The festival will include discussion panels on a variety of topics, playthroughs of digital tabletop games and feature games both adapted from the tabletop and those that play in a similar fashion to the games that we know and love. We'll be checking it out in one way or another and we'll share any highlights that we come across. Not to mention, there's also panels on both themes in board games. Not only Mars, but also Cthulhu. And that's all oh, you well, need that's both of them. Yeah, that, that is all the themes that exist in board Whoa. games. That's all oh, no, wait a second. There's no, wait, wow. is, there not a, there's a, is there not a panel on trading in the Mediterranean? I'm afraid not. That comes under Cthulhu. I, I, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> that comes yeah. under Cthulhu. Yeah, of course I it mean, does. it's not Mars. <laughs> of course it does. It's not science, science fiction, so it must come under Cthulhu. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, it's yeah, we, we've, yeah. Been, we've been having uh, a lot of fun online recently playing uh, Spirit Island. Yeah, the, of yeah. which the tabletop simulator mod for is absolutely fantastic. What a great mod. Really... Like kudos to whoever made that mod, really, really good, and hopefully we'll do a little bit more of that as we get back into sort of tabletop digital gaming because we just can't meet up in real life right now, unfortunately. But Jamie, uh, I believe there's been some scandal in the world of chess. Yes, chess, possibly one of the most famous board games of all time. 
Now, funnily enough, Chess has also not really managed to do a lot of um, meeting up, but there has been the Chess.com Pro Chess League Championships. Oh, yes. Uh, the winning team of which have been disqualified for what has been reported as unspecified fair play regulations. The Armenian chess grandmaster Tigran El Petrosian and all their teammates in the Armenian Eagles, what a great name, were disqualified shortly after their American rival they beat left comments under Chess.com's official recap. The defeated American grandmaster, Wesley So, claimed that the Armenian team had potentially used players who had previously been banned and pointed out that the finals had no proctoring, proctoring being supervision of chess games. Now, this is obviously happening online as well, so other wrinkles are getting added to this. It was further pointed out by other individuals and other people watching the game, you know, several chess grandmasters themselves, that Petrosian had made a series of perfect moves, and Kotaku.com, which is the site in which we cribbed this story from, noted that he'd been looking away significantly from his screen during the games following the disqualification oh and a lifetime ban by the way i'd like to restate this the armenian chess grandmaster has called his opponent a biggest loser i ever seen in my life and you was doing pee pee in your pampers when i was beating players much more stronger than you salt in the world of online chess who knew that was a thing grandmaster to grandmaster that's the sort of thing I see people saying in Rocket League when I'm playing yeah. it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Rocket League is a lot like a game of chess, Ian, in that I'm rubbish at both. <laughs> but yes, chess is a, you know, it's 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 great. I, you know, I really enjoy chess. I'm not great at it. But yeah, when things get high level, things get contentious. Yeah, I, I remember way back at the start of the cast re- reporting on bridge doping. Just when this stuff comes up in sort of what we'd consider like normal games, like games we like all grew up with in one way or another, and like knowing about it, it just astonishes me. It's fantastic stuff. Great, what a story! I just love the contrast <laughs> with the Cold War. It's like in the Cold War, these teams were fighting each other to show the supremacy of communist yeah. versus capitalist ideals, and now we have people online calling each other the biggest loser they've ever seen and doing no, pee in their it, pampers. T- to be fair. <laughs> English is not his first language. It is not. It, it is does not. very much read like someone on Battle.net. Though. And and yet, if anyone is interested, by the way, in finding out uh, more about that bridge doping scandal, that was from uh, Brainwaves episode 24. Oh, not that far back then, okay. I, I thought it was right at the start What do you mean it's cast? not that far back? <laughs> okay, it's pretty far back, but I, I thought it was like episode like five or something. No, it was... Uh, Before oh, the world changed. Yeah. T- time has no meaning anymore, Jamie. Time has no meaning. Yeah, but I, I'd like to I'd like to reiterate just very quickly, because Ian was not part of this cast at the time. Bridge is officially an Olympic sport and therefore needs regulation by the IOC. Which means, yes, you can be tested for doping during bridge matches. That's enough for the news. We'd just like to thank everyone who's listened to the cast over the last couple of years and supported us and shared the cast. We've just, like, as we said at the top, we have passed 10,000 downloads, which is a huge, huge figure. And we, yeah, we're just all blown away by that. Thank you so, so much for listening. It's absolutely fantastic. Thanks for your support and uh, love and outpouring of just like 
sharing the cast and everything. It's it's great. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you so goddamn much. It's yeah, Indeed, yeah it's just been fantastic. Yeah, uh, and a big, giant, especially thank big thank you to our executive producers, the Lucky Sparrow Gaming Cafe. Unfortunately, the cafe is no more, but they're still supporting us, so we're still going to be giving them shout-outs on the cast regardless. Uh, we hope you land on your feet, guys, and if there's anything we can do, just let us know. Please do. And uh, also, Sean Newman from the Game A Lot team will provide links to both those things in the show notes. Just a reminder, if you want to support the cast, uh, you can join up with a patron for $1 a month to get an extended version of the regular casts and Idle Thoughts as well. Or you can also buy things on the site through our affiliate links, which are in various articles. And also, if you go to our Support Us page, you can find various links to offers on there, including from Metallic Dice Games, who have recently hooked up with us to provide a really, really nice metal dice to you, and we get a little cut if you buy from them through our link. Just go to the support us bit on the page and uh, go to Metallic Dice Games for some really, really nice heavy metal dice. They're really quite nice. They are very, very cool. <laughs> they are Just very to cool. confirm, that cut is money and not being sliced up with Metallic Dice. It depends how much we like you. Different strokes for different folks. Yeah. I, we, we don't judge. Whatever you want to do with the metallic dice is entirely up to you. Anyway, Jamie, the, the holidays are coming. The holidays are coming. Holidays are coming. I'm going to stop for Coca-Cola, hear this, and sue us. Anyway, yes. Well, we're allowed, like, I think we're allowed, like, five to eight seconds of audio it's, from that. It's something like five, it's like, yeah, seven seconds, something like that. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's Christmas time nearly. You know, I, I'm saying this as we edge towards the middle of October, but... You know, it happens every year, funnily enough, although we'll see how I saw Christmas decorations in my local Sainsbury's in September. We've already got, there's already <laughs> a horrendous. radio station playing twenty Christmas music 24-7, so. Michelle's really tuned into that, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yes. Now, I'm afraid I don't have any Monopoly news, no Christmas themed Monopoly, but I do have Christmas season themed film board games. You with me? So. Bunch of new games coming from Funko, the company behind Funko Pops, 21st Century Beanie Babies. And oh, there is also, you know, the Funkoverse uh, strategic strategy games as well. So I'm, I'm not being that cynical. Well, maybe a little bit. Anyway, there's a bunch of new games coming out based on some holiday season films, such as Frosty the Snowman, A Christmas Story, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Elf, and Gremlins. Yeah, I was a bit surprised, at least by Gremlins. Uh, they're all kind of generally fairly simple-ish card games. Doing what? No uh, Die Hard. No Die Hard because let's not. This is not the podcast for is Die Hard a Christmas film because it absolutely is. But of course still, it is. And there's already been a board game of Die Hard. So is Brazil. Ooh, that's, that's <laughs> that is a contentious one. If that is a to, spicy take. Star of oh. Brazil happened to it's Christmas. No ladies way. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Film Waves, the Brainwave spin-off all about films. <laughs> anyway, yes, the games are Elf Snowball Showdown, Christmas Vacation Twinkling Lights card game, A Christmas Story, a major card game, uh, Gremlins Holiday Havoc card game, and Frosty the Snowman Follow the Leader card game. They all seem fairly simplistic. I know they're probably coming out they're coming out very, very soon indeed. They're about, I mean, they're retailing for $7 a piece, which, you know, probably about seven or eight quid here. Good, good things to take to the family Christmas if yeah. you can go also, to Yeah, also, you know, the kind of Christmas period, you know, from 
the I hate Black Friday, but you know it's it's a thing now apparently. From there, kind of through to Hogmanay and the New Year, kind of board game business, that kind of thing. You know, buying it and playing it. Generally, it's it's much higher. Yeah, I've seen that twenty twenty might be the year that kills Black Friday, kills it stone dead. No, it'll potentially. It, it, It'll kill Black Friday. No, it won't. I like to think it would, but also look at what we've done over the past six to eight months. Also, Black Friday may die, but its necromantic corpse in the form of Cyber Monday will rear its rotting <laughs> head. Yeah. Sorry, well, I've been I've been having too much. This oh, this is sin. I'm drinking cynicism. I thought this was beer. Sorry. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. We really appreciate everyone who's listened to the cast over the last couple of years and taking us to that new new goal absolutely fantastic and we'll be around for a long while yet we hope as usual if you like what you've listened to then the best way to help us out is to share the podcast around and please do drop us a review and rate on itunes that really really helps us out you can also follow us on twitter at the giant brain instagram giant brain uk our facebook page is the giant brain our main website is giantbrain.co.uk and if you'd like to email us stories you've come across or talk to us about anything in the cast or just let us know what you think of the cast then giantbrainuk at gmail.com is our mailbag and please do get in touch thank you so much for listening and thank you for helping us get to 10,000 downloads we really appreciate it bye bye you are wonderful goodbye we love you bye